Hello and welcome to The Other Marthas, the show where a drama student and a film graduate try to make sense of things we wish we were qualified in instead, with an emphasis on history, mystery and all things morbid. A quick disclaimer before we get started, we don't claim to be experts in any of the topics we'll be discussing, so while everything we say will be based on individual research, it's all just a bit of fun and we suggest that you take everything we say with a pinch of salt. I'm Martha, I'm the drama student. And I'm The Other Martha, the film graduate. So Martha, what are we going to be talking about today? Today, Martha, I have for you uh, a 120-year-old mystery. Mm. Some people believe it to be unsolved. I believe it to be solved. So, you know, shows that I'm cleverer than some people. So from 1900? 1900, yes. Tell me more. I shall. Our tale is set upon one of the Flannan Isles in Scotland. Lovely. Um, which is an uninhabited rocky island off the west coast of Scotland. Okay. So if you set set the scene for yourself. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm 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 here. I'm just um, I'm writing off your uncertainty. Oh no, I'm not uncertain. I just um to be honest with you, I've been oil painting today. And I have uh, a brush cleaner that claims to be fume-free and scented (laughs) like oranges. Not only is it not fume-free, the fumes smell like the most disgusting oranges you've ever heard of in your life. So my brain will be working on a slightly different scale than normal. That's fair. And I'm just in a foul mood today, so we'll just see how we we get on. (laughs) Wow! cursed episode let's get on with the mystery we are on the largest of the flannan isles um which is called aelin moor and it has a little fun legend surrounding it so i thought i would share that with you which is that there is magical grass um on aelin moor and if sheep eat the magical grass they will birth twins and so shepherds will row their little sheep out to the Flannan Isles well wood don't think they do it anymore and they get their sheep to graze there but nobody ever stays overnight because there is a spirit that haunts the island oh scary (laughs) so in 1896 a lighthouse was built on the largest island Ilan Moore, mm-hmm. where we are, um, which, <laughs> fun fact, Ilan Moore is Gaelic for largest island. Yeah. I looked it up because I was like, oh, some Gaelic, how romantic. Let's see what it means. It yeah, it's means all really island. uncreative. It's like um, Machu Picchu. Uh, yeah. I think it means all mountain. Um, right. And it's like, oh, what a beautiful, romantic, old Quechua name. Hooray, untainted by the conquistadors. And it just means, look, a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All of this land is mountain. It's mountain. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, it does the job, though. It's just that yeah. we want old we want it to, to be. be. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, from the point of view of um, if it's just what you call something, then th- the big mountain is probably more helpful than, like, the peak of eagle uh, cresting god. Yeah. It's like... That we have some fields near me and I call mm. them the big field and the small field. 
right right makes and it's, sense it's exactly the same thing because it's like one's a big one one's a small one <laughs> and it's easy to tell which one's which oh also if you can hear any sort of bird song screeching children anything like that I've got my window open hmm. because of the fume situation it's a drugs the fumes hmm. um <laughs> so in 1899 construction upon the lighthouse has been completed we've got a lovely shiny new lighthouse that we love mm. the way that the lighthouse light system works is that there are a series of pulleys that must be wound every half an hour to 45 minutes um, to keep the light on mm-hmm. so it's quite labor intensive yeah. so they've got um two crews of three men working on a 28 day shift pattern where they work four hours on four hours off throughout the night wow every single day for 28 days nightmare yeah so they would work um they do 6 p.m till 10 then 10 till 2 then 2 till 6 um, and then throughout the day, they would also work on the upkeep of the lighthouse and the island as well. Hmm. So they are busy lads. This brings us to our tale. Yay! So, mid-December 1900, on the island are James Ducat, who is the principal keeper, mm-hmm. um, who has a wife and four children and 20 years of experience. Okay. We have Donald MacArthur, who is an occasional keeper. So Mm -hmm. what he is, is on the surrounding islands and in the Scottish Highlands, they'll train up local people to be lighthouse keepers in case one of the lighthouse keepers gets ill or dies or whatever, so that they have someone. And that's what Donald MacArthur is. And he's replacing William Ross, who was ill. And he is married and is 40 years old info for you on MacArthur and then we have Thomas Marshall who is the second assistant lighthouse keeper and he's 28 I have no more information about him fair enough (laughs) 10th of December 1900 Mm. it's a Friday at 10 p.m MacArthur replaces Ducat at 2 a.m MacArthur switches butchers with Marshall and then MacArthur cooks them a lovely breakfast which Mm. they all eat together Everything works beautifully as normal. And at one o'clock, they eat lunch. And after that, they all vanish. Mm. On midnight, uh, the 15th of December, a steamship, Arctor, passes by within five to six miles of the island. And Captain Holman notices that he can't see the light. And it's a clear night, so he should be able to see the light. Yeah. Because it's a lighthouse and that's their job. <laughs> so once at port, Holman, Holman reports. <laughs> a whole man reports. A whole man. Holman reports his sighting once at port, but he reports it on the 18th of December and it isn't passed along to the Northern Lighthouse Board until the 28th of December. So it's not ideal. No. Then on the 26th of December, there's a lighthouse relief vessel called the Hesperus which comes to Aylamore and brings them provisions and also is like hey how are you doing Mm. they were meant to come on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. but due to bad weather didn't leave and arrive until the 26th 
And the captain notices that the flag isn't raised on the island. And normally they would do this to be like, hey, we've seen you and we are ready for our food. They kind of do it to acknowledge the ship and it's not raised. (laughs) It feels like such a sweet system. Even though it's like, it's just the way, it's just people going about their lives quite arduously. It seems so like chocolate box. We put our little flag up when the ship comes. So the Hesperus sounds the horn, hoping to get the attention of the lighthouse keepers. Mm. And there's no response. So then they fire a flare. And again, there's no response. When they get close to the shore, they see that no provision box has been left out, which they would normally do. Okay. And so on the ship, is a little man called Joseph Moore, who is the relief lighthouse keeper. Ah. So my assumption is that he's, it's normal for him to go. Maybe he goes in case someone's ill and needs to be taken. Yeah, I don't sense. know. It would make sense if that was the case, but he's on the Hesperus. And so he clambers ashore by via the east landing. Everything appears normal. All the lighthouse gates and doors were closed, but not locked. Which, when I heard this in one of the videos I was watching, I was like, why would you lock your lighthouse anyway? Like, mm. there's nothing of value there and there's no one else on the island. So yeah, I was going to say, like, you would, you have a pretty good vantage point. You live in a tower on yeah. a rock. You'll be able to see anyone coming and anyone who is coming. You'll just be like, what are you doing? You've got the wrong island. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, uh, there's literally nothing here for Off you. Off you pop. So he goes in and the mm-hmm. kitchen door's open. And he can tell that the fireplace has been unlit for several days and all of the clocks have stopped. Oh, were they clocks that you would need to sort of wind regularly? Ah. Yes, because I whenever I've heard in like a spooky story, like all the clocks were stopped. I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) did they show the hour they died? It's like, no, if you don't wind them, they will stop. So, yeah, yeah. So he goes to each room and finds that the beds were unmade and cannot find the lighthouse crew mm. more goes back to the ship and gets more men to help him investigate and they could not find any clue about why the men were missing more is then left with four other men on the island to tend to the lighthouse and the hesperus telegraphed the nlb which is the northern lighthouse board ah. Would you like to hear the telegraph? Oh, yes, please. Could you I say it, it in like a, a, a crackly, old-timey telegraph voice? I could, but they're Scottish. And, you know, unless you want Lorraine reading, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reading no, it out. Whatever you feel best in that case. So I think I'll just go for my normal voice to avoid my... <laughs> impression of Lorraine. A dreadful accident has happened at the Flannans. The three keepers, Ducat, Marshall and the Occasional, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there this afternoon, no signs of life was to be seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made, managed to land more, who went up to the station but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that night I love or something like that (laughs) night coming on we could not wait to make further investigation but we'll go off again tomorrow morning and try and learn something as to their fate 
I have left Moore, McDonnell, Boymaster and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Olan until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Murhead in case you are not home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. Master Hesperus. Oh, there's something those sort of well I don't know to a certain extent pre about sort of 1960 but I I tend to think of it as ending like about after the 1940s there's just this really polite kind of method of correspondence which I really like and miss yeah I think I think the thing about it is that a telegraph is, I think, the fastest method of transport. It always seems like that's the fastest method of communication aside from just ringing someone up. Yeah, yeah. And so they're always like, hey, there's an emergency. If you're not home, it's fine. Um, I've also let someone else know. (laughs) So it's like panicked, but it's a letter. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it's a good and it's a cross between text speak and really formal letter speak because it's Again, it's a telegram, so it's like you're trying to not waste your your letters or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, poor fellows must have been drowned. We'll try to inform you further. Lots of yeah. good wishes for your wife. It's just, <laughs> it's just nice. Yeah. So that was sent on the 26th of December. Mm-hmm. The next day, Moore and some other the sailors set off to investigate further. Mm-hmm. They also are sent... Murhead, who was mentioned in the Telegraph, who was the superintendent of Ooh. lighthouses, I guess. <laughs> and he arrives on Aylan Moor with a replacement keeper on the 29th of December. Mm-hmm. And he thoroughly investigates the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So what they discover is that at the West Landing, there's absolute chaos so there was a crane there which was again mentioned in the telegraph and Mm. the previous year they had a crane that was destroyed but this time it was fine when they went to the west landing they noted that the sea was high the crane was fine a tackle box was missing and they also had a box where they kept all sorts of like various mooring ropes and Mm. other ropes and all of the ropes were found strewn across the rocks but were still coiled up. The iron railing on the steps was also broken. Um, Some parts were twisted and other parts were missing completely. But what makes this mysterious is that this damage had already been noted in the keeper's log. All of the ropes gone and the iron railing being broken were already written in the log, which would suggest that they weren't to do with the with men the going dis- missing because yeah. obviously they've, they've gone back previously. to the lighthouse and written about it yeah yeah weird there's also a life ring that was normally kept on the railing at 110 feet mm-hmm. up the cliff that was missing and mm. the ropes that were holding the life ring quote had not been removed by man oh <laughs> Which implies that the sea did it. Yeah. But I like the fact that it could be anything not a man. You were going to say it makes it sound so sinister. It's like just say it like does, rough it? weather conditions or something. Yeah, it's like the ropes looked like the sea had ripped. Yeah. You know, but it's like had not been removed by man. A lot of people have been like, it's 110 feet. Waves cannot be that high. Mm. However, there's this historian called Mike Dash 
Mm. which is a very very dynamic name. (laughs) And he claims that there's evidence that in 1950, the sea has splashed up to 300 feet on Aylenmore. Whoa. So... So it clearly has happened or can happen. Thinks it can happen. They also worked out by looking that um, MacArthur had left behind his oilskin coat and like waterproof outfit. Which, or in the lighthouse. In the lighthouse, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, mid-December in the Scottish Highlands on an island, you, want it you don't really you. want to do. No. They also found the keeper logs had last been fully completed on the 13th of December, mm-hmm. but did have the time the light was extinguished on the 15th of December in the morning and had atmospheric readings up until 9am on the 15th of December. Also, all of the morning jobs have been completed, leading to the belief that whatever happened, happened in the afternoon, mm-hmm. which is where we get the, they all had lunch and then disappeared. Right, right. My, I have a question at this point, which you might yes. come to address. The bit that uh, that I'm slightly confused on is that um, their beds were unmade. And I'm wondering, would they mm. still have been sleeping in shifts throughout the day because they didn't get much sleep at night? Or or did they just not make their beds? Or My assumption would be that they would sleep a bit in the day, but maybe they yeah. didn't. Um, I don't know, because if you have like three men who all live together and sleep in shifts Mm. i'm not just men people yeah would you really bother making your bed because it's not like you know you have polite but then it's kind of it feels like almost military to work in a lighthouse that's what i was thinking like i i feel like because they they keep logs of all of the chores that they do and like i made breakfast then so and so washed up then we all you know i don't know ironed our pants and had a dance (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know what they, you mean. It feels very regimented, so it just feels quite odd. But I have no idea. It's pure speculation. Yeah, I don't know. Probably had a nap. They're probably just messy. I'd be messy. I mean, not if everyone else in the lighthouse was like, this is really annoying. We all live in a lighthouse for a month <laughs> at a time. But, you know, like not making your bed is like, it's my bed, so who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the logs, it's also noted that morale had been low among the keepers and that there had been recent strong storms and wind. But there were no reports from anyone else in the vicinity of storms. Oh. Yeah. That's a bit ooey. It's spooky, isn't it? Yeah. They also found marshall's personal diary i don't know whether this is again like they would all keep logs of their like personal situation Mm. as well but they found it and in that he detailed that the storms were so terrifying that the men had prayed and marshall described ducat as very quiet in recent days and noted that he'd seen macarthur crying oh dear yeah in his final entry he said, quote, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Many people don't believe in the authenticity of these logs. And some people think that they're fake because a lot more sensationalism kind of came around the Flannan Isles um, after this one guy wrote a poem about it. So some people think they're fake. I don't know. I think they make it sound more fun. So I'm going to believe them. Agreed. I guess it depends <laughs> if, if the logs suddenly rocked up 
like later when there was a resurgence in the tourism yeah. it's like oh we Someone found was like, oh. Yeah. yeah I don't know I just enjoy it for the fun mystery so yeah um so on the 8th of January we receive a report from the superintendent Murhead who has seen all of the things that we have seen maybe he didn't see Marshall's little diary um <laughs> that was full of gossip we don't know um <laughs> gossip and he, his conclusion after a thorough investigation uh, was most likely that they had gone down to the West Landing to secure boxes, mm-hmm. that Marshall and Ducat went first and MacArthur then may have seen something happen and then went to rescue them because he's wearing his skins. coat. And Merhead claimed that he was confident that they were swept away by a large wave. sounds quite fair that's what he believes Mm. Merhead's come to his conclusion they searched the island and found no clues however there is another man involved in our tale who may have known what happened his name is Roderick Mackenzie and he was paid eight pounds a year by the Northern Lighthouse Board to watch for signals from the lighthouse that the men needed help Mm. because they have no radio no telegraph they have no way of communicating with land aside from here's something you'll find quaint metal balls on chains on poles to hang from the lighthouse balcony to signal the <laughs> land that they need help oh i would argue that they have a very easy and practical way of signaling from a, light. a lighthouse a big massive light <laughs> but apparently saying. not apparently you need it was like that's literally people not in lighthouses make lighthouse type situations to signal like that's the whole yeah. point <laughs> yeah so i don't know why this is what they went for but that's what they <laughs> had as their signal that they pulls on sticks on poles pulls on sticks i suppose it's because one of the things that they could you could have needed to signal to roderick Mm. was that the light bulb was broken or you know that they needed an engineer to come out and so because that was one of the things that he was paid for it wasn't like hey just in case um there's like some sort of murder on the <laughs> island please watch out like the na- the the northern lighthouse board are thinking if the lighthouse breaks they might need to get in contact yeah so. that's fair and also i guess they might uh the, probably the most times where they'd need to signal for help would be if there was a problem with like a, a ship that had run aground or something like that in which case they'd probably want mm. to be shining the lighthouse light at the ship to be like no don't careful yeah rather than being like just a second <laughs> Can you help? Oh, crap. Yeah, it is weird that the lighthouse isn't fitted with some kind of system that they can contact land with because it feels like if they saw an incident at sea, I don't think that they had any form of, like, lifeboat or anything. Like, I don't know if they had a way to get themselves off the island. And I also don't... Like, it just seemed like it would be useful to either contact land or have, like, some sort of RLNI situation where they can, like, rescue Yeah, I agree, but... Who knows? What do we know? We are yeah, the Northern Lighthouse on Board. Sticks. Yep. So, um, Roderick McKenzie lived 18 miles southeast on Gallon Head, um, mm-hmm. 
and he was supposed to keep a record of whether he could see the light and if the keepers signaled during the day with the mm. balls on stick. Mackenzie didn't say anything <laughs> about the fact that the light was off. Um, so investigators went round to his house and interviewed him, and he said that he was unable to see the lighthouse tower between December 7th to the 29th. Um, that the last time he'd seen the light was on December 12th, but not okay. again until um, more turned up on the island and put the light on. And he just hadn't said anything. I hadn't thought to mention <laughs> his so, one job. One thing about him not being able to see the lighthouse tower would suggest to me that there was bad weather conditions. Yeah. Because otherwise, what would cause him not to be able to see it like it must be some kind of fog or really heavy rainstorms or something yeah yeah otherwise did he just have his eyes closed like what <laughs> maybe he was going so, blind maybe that was the issue he didn't want to say anything because maybe. it was his source of think, income i do think that he actually um when he when he couldn't see the tower employed his sons to also check more regularly than he did because he just checked once a day so i do okay. think he like took action to try and help but he didn't report it which is his job the, the, the help that was perhaps more necessary yeah um he claimed that he had been concerned that he couldn't see the light mm. but there is no evidence he reported anything um and i've also seen in some reporting upon this that he didn't actually have to inform the lighthouse board if the light wasn't on only if he received a signal of uh, needing help. Yeah, I which see. I don't think that there were any balls on chains on sticks hanging out of the balcony yeah. when they went and searched, because that would have made sense to see that. So yeah, I, it doesn't yeah. seem like they were actively signaling signaling for help. Yeah. That's fair. um I mean I personally doing that job would have reported something. But, As would I, over like a two-week you know, period of nothing. You've got three men's lives in your hands, but, but just don't mention it, I guess. Also, here's like a really sad part, is that Ducat, who is the lead lighthouse keeper, mm. um, had previously requested that the Northern Lighthouse Board conduct an experiment to see how long it would take someone on land to notice an issue with the lighthouse and report it, mm. but the experiment was not approved and didn't go ahead oh no yeah and so maybe if they'd have done that they would have known that they needed help but at the same time if we are to believe merhead that they were swept out at sea like swept out to sea then it they wouldn't doesn't have signaled matter. anyway it would just they the... would have just been dead yeah. but at the same time if a ship had come by in that time and sunk and killed everyone on it then mm. it would have mattered because that's yeah. two weeks where ships are sailing by. But then at the same time, the lighthouse is only a year old. So yeah. ships have been doing fine for ages without it. That's I don't know. True. Actually, I mean, maybe yeah, there have not maybe been loads of shipwrecks. Well, maybe there have been loads of shipwrecks. Maybe, on the islands. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that brings us to our theories. Okay. Obviously, theory one is the men were swept out to sea. Yeah, snore pretty sound yes, um, snore. <laughs> well, time to think, bring like, in yes. the yetis 
it's like yes sure it's the most obvious one like it makes sense because if there probably was bad weather and mm. people have just changed the fact that there wasn't bad weather and it makes sense but mm. that's so boring um not for them horrible for them anyway yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so the theory goes that um two people were trying to rescue the box with the ropes macarthur left in a rush to save his colleagues yeah um there is another theory that they might have been blown from the island by strong winds jesus um but mirhead is like no it was a wave so all right um <laughs> one of the things that doesn't support this theory is that no bodies were ever washed ashore that's true you think also, they just kind of eventually crash back up on there or mainland scotland yes or... but the thing about um Ill and Moore and the other ones is that it has its cliffs so they wouldn't wash up uh, on a beach no I see there's I cliffs see. and they've like, like built of steps into the rock yeah yeah so they wouldn't they wouldn't wash up there they'd have to wash up in Scotland which um you know maybe they have washed up maybe they're like you know there was like a while ago there was like all feet in shoes washing up on beaches oh my maybe God. we'll do an episode on it but like you know, they probably. could just be one of those, or they were probably just eaten by that point. You know, it's been 120 yeah. years. Like they're definitely not feet in shoes. Oh. They're definitely just like fish food. The other thing is that two of them were very experienced and one of them wasn't. Uh, because he's yeah. a stand-in fella. Yeah. MacArthur, who's the guy who left without his outfit. <laughs> I can yeah. understand why you would leave the least experienced guy in the lighthouse while you go out into a storm yeah. to save stuff because basically people have been like if they went out in the storm to rescue a box of rope like why would they rescue a box of rope compared to their lives that's nothing mm. but um marshall had previously been fined five shell shillings for uh neg negligence and loss of equipment and so ah. it would make sense that he'd be like oh i'm not losing five shillings again i'm yeah, gonna go yeah. get this rope in but it's just weird to me that you leave the least experienced guy in the lighthouse all by himself. Mm. Well, I guess I guess it. If you're, I don't really know. About... It depends on the size of the island and stuff. But if you're like, Ooh. I mean, this is a horrible storm, but hopefully it won't take us long. It will take two of us, but it won't take us long to just secure this box of ropes and then get back. Like you're not intending to leave him in charge of the lighthouse for very long. Yeah, I just had a thought. Well, so mm. one of the most important rules of the lighthouse mm. is first of all make sure the light stays on and second of all three the three keepers aren't allowed to leave the lighthouse at the same time yeah someone has to be in the lighthouse. so yes but i'm thinking would it make sense that they also don't know macarthur very well so they're like if it goes wrong out there and i need someone to rescue me i don't want the guy i don't know very well to True. be because he's not going to just a theory put his life on the line for me necessarily well but it seems like he did it does seem like if, he did but we, yes so i just find it so interesting because we'll never know exactly mm. what happened and i just love like all the idea of like all of the little humany politics life things yeah. that would have gone into and the fact that they were there for like a month with no other con like no contact to other people yeah like all what of that was going so on what were the interpersonal relationships yeah. yeah which brings us to our second theory oh god um which is a potential psychological breakdown 
of the men on the island mm-hmm. as we've seen in Marshall's logs if they are to be believed it seems like the morale was very low mm. and they were suffering and also there's the theory that if the storms didn't happen they were hallucinating storms mm. that were so terrifying that they were praying yeah which is you know a lot a lot um there's link to this theory um the fact that macarthur was violent and easily agitated Ah. and so it kind of leads on to the idea that maybe there was a fight between Mm. the three men um that resolved either in them fighting outside and getting hit by a wave or (laughs) a murder that was cleaned up very well and then the guy jumped in the sea (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like no but you can see like a fight going wrong and then if you're fighting on the edge of a cliff it's quite easy for something to go a bit skew with very easy accidentally sort of semi-accidentally push your mate over the cliff and then you're like oh my god and you're trying to save them but it could even have been that like one of them murdered another one Mm. and then the guy right so one guy's already in the sea dead or stabbed and on the floor then the murderer is then confronted by the third guy and then pushed in the sea and then the third guy just gets swept away by a wave (laughs) There's all the possibilities, Martha. That would be the way to get it all in. You've got a homicide. Well, no, a double homicide and an accident. I just, I think the thing is, the reason why people claim that this this is an unsolved mystery, Mm. no one knows what's happened, is because no one wants it to be that three men were just swept away by a wave in a storm. Everybody wants it to be, there was murder or perhaps romance, which brings (laughs) us to... The second part of theory two, that two of the men were in love and that their relationship soured and it led to a fight and potentially murder. Okay, okay. Or I've seen some people say maybe they all sailed away and were in love and it was a happy ending. Just a happy thrapple on a raft in Scotland. Maybe. I mean, that's that's definitely the nicest theory. But... um, also, to be fair, though, I feel like if you're—I don't know—I don't claim to understand the pressures of being a gay polyamorous lighthouse keeper in 1900. But oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that if you were in that position, being a lighthouse keeper might be quite nice. If your thruple or thruple, what your uh, three people in love were all happened to be on the job in the lighthouse together it's like great well you can have your little household and then you can all go home to your wives when you go home to your wives but no one's going to interfere while you're all having your lovely little household in the lighthouse that's quite a nice place to be i would take my chances there probably over going out to sea do you know that's actually so cute i don't think it was that no i think it's unlikely yeah i think the likelihood of three men all falling in love and being lighthouse keepers i mean whilst adorable and also logistically difficult because they all sleep at different times it's sad um yeah but it's like you know you know when you get um uh 
I'm gonna stick with throuples as um uh, as as an example here. It. But in some in some polyamorous relationships where it's less um sort of here's like three people who are all in a relationship with each other but there's you know one person who's in a relationship with this person and this person and it will be like mm. well so and so goes to work at um oh yeah i suppose so nine so then me and so and so have an hour together but then when so and so goes out to work they're um back later you know and so Do you know what i just thought day. go on there's always two asleep at the same time there we are it maybe that's perfectly. okay so right okay so if it was if it was a case of um uh they're all a happy thruple of the variety that actually no it doesn't really matter if they were but either way they they're a thruple who like to be able to spend time one on one with different pairings as as i assume any person would um and then one of them gets teed off because the, they feel like they're being ousted by the other two being like the central <gasps> couple yeah and and this person's like look guys i keep making you breakfast and manning the lighthouse and i come downstairs and you're cuddling away and then as soon as it's my turn to have my time off with so and so you're like i'm tired i want to sleep and i'm like well then don't stay up all night canoodling with macarthur yeah <laughs> I've just got. I just thought something that's really going to ruin our happy theory. Oh no, go on. MacArthur's only there because William, whoever, is sick. Oh yeah. <gasps> so maybe that not... was it. The other two, right? So the other two and William are in a throuple. They're all in relationship, right? And it's strained when William's not there, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, we don't really work as just a couple." Yeah. And also, they're not sure whether or not to. Is it is it MacArthur who's the like the new guy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, they're not sure like how much to be like. So MacArthur, we're a couple, or whether to be like, let's keep it a secret, or whether to be like, I mean, kind of what we do in this lighthouse is we're we're all kind of kind of together. Like, would you be interested? It'd just be a whole thing. It'd be quite stressful. I, yeah, I would say the likelihood of it is low because of my realization that macarthur is not but no okay okay so we can we can retrieve this so (gasps) what if they poisoned william ross because they were more interested in macarthur they were like (laughs) let's get macarthur on the island for 28 days (laughs) (laughs) and then they get tired of macarthur so they try to lure him onto the cliffs with a fake fight which goes wrong when MacArthur runs to intervene and ends up getting involved and then they all just punch each other off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, so that's um that's one theory that took up two lines in my notebook. <laughs> um we also have along the li- the like tale of psychological breakdown might have been that one might have jumped or run for the edge of the cliff and the others went after him. That's horrible, um, yeah. But there's no evidence of violence or fighting and everything's Mm. left quite neatly some people have said that there was cold food and a chair knocked over in the lighthouse kitchen Mm. um but there aren't any reports of that from people at the time and might have come from this pesky little poem that was written later i can't remember who wrote it It was basically this guy was like let me write a poem that really spooks everyone out about the lighthouse and um he added those details in so 
I think that's more likely as well, because especially if we I'm kind of taking it as red at the moment that whatever happened, the two more experienced guys went out first and then MacArthur went out in a hurry when it was going badly, just based on yeah. the oil skins thing. If that had happened during lunch, like I feel like that that wouldn't have been the case. They'd have had lunch. There's yeah, there's evidence that they had lunch cleaned up and then went into the stuff, mm. which I don't know whether maybe they just know like the amount of supplies that they had. So they would know that they'd eaten. But I feel like if you oh, I suppose they could have like left the washing up on the draining board or something. That's what I'm, I'm just thinking. thinking. Like how if you've cleaned up after lunch, how do they know? that they ate lunch well, which is why I never clean up after myself after I've eaten a meal well, in so case you people go missing then you know exactly when you went missing thank you there I think well, my my <laughs> little theory again I I always picture this lighthouse as like a spick and span little family unit even before the whole idea of a thruple was introduced um, yeah no it is apparently it's quite neat and kind of runs like clockwork right so. so what i'm imagining is that they put and they could be completely wrong what i'm imagining is that they put in their logs like had breakfast washed up and then it will be like this the, the stuff from breakfast will be in their little drying rack and then they'll like make lunch clean up after lunch put the put the now dry stuff on the drying rack away and then put the wet clean things from lunch into the drying rack so it'll just be yeah, like ah so. yes these are their lunch plates yeah no I suppose I suppose that makes sense I just you know I'm a messy beast so <laughs> I don't know um how cleaning up after myself works so fair enough I wouldn't know how that you know how that counted into the situation just letting my own mum know I've fed the dog so okay. she doesn't feed him again because that would be slight chaos <laughs> if he's just like yes i'll eat again <laughs> i love food um okay theory number three god there's a lot alien abduction oh my god why are there all these things it's like it'd be like if someone it's it's sort of one step away from someone just dying of old age and then someone coming in and being yeah. like mm, is it a homicide though and, but why would you assume it is <laughs> i know but sometimes it's important to do that sometimes, sometimes it is sometimes it's important it is. to do that because there was that horrible doctor harold chipman what was yes. he called that horrible he was a it was, harold and chipman. yes and he killed old women and everyone's like oh i know i'm just talking about it and he was like everyone's like oh they're just old women we don't need to do a post-mortem no sometimes they do because harold shipman might have come along or aliens and so it's important to consider aliens i don't believe in this theory because there's literally nothing else on it every time someone's mentioned it it's just gone it's like, all aliens. and then been like next theory please oh, because there's no shame. evidence you think like, at least they'd did, have gone into um, it yeah i know well you know when we did the diatlov pass yeah and there was the alien theory yeah and that at least was like, oh, unexplained radiation, stuff like that. Yeah, I with, quite liked that. With this one, there's like, oh, uh, the life ring was taken from a height. And Not it's like, by yes, human it's hands. The waves can reach. Because... Yes, because of right. the theory that not by human hands. I bet whoever wrote that is like, I wish I had a phrase. Yeah, yeah. It was just, just a long next day. Next time, I'm just going to put a wave. The ocean took it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This uh, now brings us on to theory number four, mm. um, which suggests that the men went missing through supernatural or folkloric means. 
Right. There is a theory that water sprites or storm kelpies. Yeah. Um, or the blue men of Minch. The blue who live in caves. <laughs> I'm sorry. Drown the blue men, men of Minch. By... No, Minch. <laughs> Minch. Sounds like a horrible euphemism for an STI. Shall I look it up? See what we get. Because to be honest, I didn't really look into it too much because I was kind of like, okay, Martha's not going to be- believe this. She's not going to enjoy it. She's no. just going to say, oh, it's stupid. So I didn't look into it. <laughs> I'm going to now. Oh, dear. Blue men of Minch, also known as Storm Kelpies. Oh, okay. Minch. Yeah, anyway, I still, I mean, so it doesn't the mean anything to me, but. Well, they're, they're just storm kelpies, and I'm about to tell you what they do. Oh, they okay. live in caves, and they drown men. Ah. And they drown men by sinking their ships. Um, so here's my theory. They'd hmm. really hate lighthouse keepers, because lighthouse keepers have come along. It's only a year old. Like, up until this point, the blue men of Minch have been like, hey, sinking everyone, away come and drown ships. in my cave. Yeah. Whereas now the lighthouse keepers are here, they're ruining their trade mm. and they're preventing them from drowning all of these men. And so perhaps they lured them down into the sea or they, I don't know how they work. Maybe they crawled up and were like, hello, I'm a water kelpie or whatever. There's that theory. Mm-hmm. And um, the only way to beat a storm kelpie uh, and to not die from a storm kelpie is to have the last word in a rhyming duel with them. I don't know how well these these lighthouse keepers would have done in that. Wow. But ironically, if that poet had been there at the time, they yeah. would have had a problem. Although then he wouldn't have had content for his poem. So I suppose you, you win some. No, because if he did beat if he if he beat the blue men, then he'd be fine. Yeah, well actually he'd have a better poem because he could he'd be like, hey, I met some storm kelpies like, and beat them. It's like um you know, Tenacious D have the song, it's called like the best song in the world or something like that. And it's like, they sing a song about how they played a song to the devil that was um. like the best song you've <laughs> ever heard, but they can't play it again, basically. That's fun. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And so they're being like, we're the best, but we can't do it. And I feel like that's how the poem would go. It'd be like, oh, I did the best poem you've ever heard, <laughs> but I can't remember it now, but it was the I best. I suppose I'll just have to... You'll have to catch me in a life or death situation with a Kelpie again, because that's when I'm at my most poetically fluid. I could imagine, though, then a mm. pesky, like, posh man pesky setting posh. up, like, a fake, fake Kelpie, Kelpie sighting yeah. to catch them out in his life, because that's the kind of thing they do. Yeah, no, I absolutely know what you mean. So there's some other tales. Um, according to legend, when mm. Moore entered the lighthouse three black birds flew off the lighthouse roof Ooh. having been the lighthouse keepers magically transformed into birds for disrespecting the magical isles oh does so, it indicate how they might have disrespected the magical isles i think just by being there i think it's ah. one of them because they're magical do you remember they're magical because the sheep eat the grass yeah and yeah, yeah yeah the sheep twin yeah. like, i recall yeah so um i think it's just it's one of those you know maybe we'll do another another episode on the on the folklore of of Elin more maybe yeah. um there's also a 
theory that a sea serpent came out of the sea and ate them. Oh, I don't like that, but fair enough. <laughs> yep. And there's also a theory that a ghost ship sailed by and got the men on board. Yeah. See, right. I was thinking this, but but the possible one, i.e. that a ship, not a ghost ship, came by and they went, oh, yeah, screw it. We hate being in this lighthouse. Morale is low. Because yeah, they're having a horrible time. Yeah, that makes they're sense. having a horrible time maybe a ship comes by and they have like some banter and they're like hey we're looking for three i was gonna say stage hands um <laughs> deck hands. boys i don't know <laughs> deck men, <laughs> deck men? <laughs> we are the deck men you're looking for please allow us aboard your ship <laughs> um they're <laughs> we're looking for some crew members we're going to start a new life in the americas and they're like yeah and they just go mm. Like, yeah, I don't no, think that that's what happened, sense. but I think it's more likely than some of the other theories that are posited. What, than a ghost ship? Yes, I think, think it's more, more likely, likely that a, a ship, ship took them than oh, a ghost rather, ship. So, oh, or that they were all turned into birds, but you you think a ship's more likely? I think a ship that. is more likely than men turning into birds, yes. Oh, okay. Hmm, okay. Yeah. An interesting um, concept, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. Although, I would wonder, you know, put my put myself in the mindset of a sea captain mm. i would wonder oh, if i would want on my crew three men that would abandon their post as lighthouse keepers Good point. like almost certainly causing the death of another shipload of men on my ship because it's kind of like oh you would like to abandon your post do you your post that people rely on you for no you can't come onto my ship i hope you all drown (laughs) yeah that's a point that's a point unless it was a ship unless linking in with our uh uh sort of not penultimate but the episode before last um on blackbeard if maybe some scottish pirates came by and were like hey we'll make you a deal uh we don't like that you're lighting up this part of the world because we want ships to come into perilous straits so we can ambush them join Mm. us and they went yeah right yeah i suppose that is an option yeah again like i I absolutely don't think it's likely or, or makes any particular sense but no so I would say, aside from a ship coming to get them, mm. rather than the question being, like, how did they die, which most theories suggest they ended up in the sea, Yeah, I think the bigger mystery is why they left the lighthouse in the first yes. place. Yes, yeah. But... I would argue that the motive of not wanting your pay to be docked or to be charged for neg- negligence and so risking your life in a storm mm. would make sense. I think but so too. did the storms even happen? Who knows? Ooh. Well, maybe that's something that, you know, the Kelpies do. Maybe they create mirages to lure people Ooh, out. Maybe. But yeah, no, I would agree. And I think also generally when you're risking your life, you don't necessarily go oh, I'm risking my life. You just go, oh, this is a dangerous situation, but I'm going to go into it because the alternative is not good or or what I might get out yeah, of it is good. Yeah, I think you can't. Yeah, do you can't. Um, 
he's got 20 years experience being a life life health life keeper and so that would suggest that he's probably done stuff like this before and so Marshall mm. was probably like oh no um I didn't close the rope box properly on the west <laughs> thing when the I'm storm starts and, and then Duke has like hey chill out we'll go and check it out exactly MacArthur, you watch this and we'll be back in five minutes and then it's probably what he did because he's yeah. done it for 20 years exactly like uh uh guides on Everest who were incredibly experienced going um oh yeah don't worry I'll bring these extra oxygen canisters up to these climbers I've done it tons of times before it'll be fine and sometimes mm. they just misjudge it or circumstances change when they're already in a situation yeah. where they can't really back out yeah but I think I think the thing that confuses me the most mm. is just whether there was bad weather or not because it seems like everyone agrees that there was bad weather apart from the people that don't want there to be bad weather because it makes it spookier yeah yeah i i reckon there was bad weather well also just thinking it's like mid-december in an island off of scotland yeah yeah that's (laughs) probably bad weather like knowing the north there's probably bad weather exactly and also it's like on a on a small rock in the middle of the sea which is sort of a few hours sail or row or whatever from the mainland it could plausibly be considerably more choppy than once it reaches the mainland so if even people on the coast of scotland might be like oh gosh it's a bit of a bit, bit, bit nippy tonight and then further out, it could be much, much more dangerous. I would imagine. It, well, also that's possible because it's an because it's an island group. Yeah. I would imagine that the waves, at least on like a stormy day, would be like broken. You know how islands kind of get involved and make the waves bigger. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah true and then and but they'd also if you're i was gonna say if you're on an island in the middle of the sea basically mm. like any storm i know that they're experienced lighthouse keepers but any storm that's like bad enough to reach like a hundred feet mm. waves is probably gonna be like oh we're quaking in our boots yeah you know yeah yeah exactly whereas if you're like in your house you're like oh the sea sounds nasty tonight and that's all you think yeah but yeah i just i find it interesting anyway like even though it's probably not a mystery and they just got caught out in a storm Mm. and were swept into the sea i still find it interesting just the fact that there were three men in a lighthouse for months at a time just like and the kind of psychological stuff that that would cause yeah even if i agree. you're like the you know most mentally healthy person i feel like being so cut off is eventually gonna cause some issues whether it's just like between the three people that you can't get away from yeah or within yourself i feel like it's yeah gonna... agreed and either way it's again like you say it's one of those mysteries where it's like the mystery isn't necessarily what happened to them, but just like what what were their last movements and what were their thoughts behind them? A little note on the supernatural to Ooh. close off the episode. Apparently, keepers up until the 1970s 
still reported to hearing the disappeared keeper's names whispered on the wind. Oh, that's spooky as hell. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Other Martha's podcast, the show where a drama student and a film graduate talk about things we have no business discussing. And we will see you in the next one.